We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Well, good evening. This is the Fanatical Elves show, episode number three. I am your host, John Suchan. Welcome again to our Fanatical Elves podcast, our network, and we are excited to be here again. And we've got our team here tonight. Just looking forward to chatting with these guys this week. Um, been some activity going on with the, with the Cleveland Browns. And so just quick introductions, and then we'll get started. So we've got uh, Steve Gill down for, uh, down there in Tennessee, a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. He uh, does lots of blogging, um, does his, has his own blog, works for Cleveland Sports Talk. We've yep. got BP from Pepper Pike um, uh, up there in Cleveland, and he's part of our uh, network. He's also part of the new Cavs uh, affiliate, part of the Fans First Sports Network uh, that we're all part of. And so welcome aboard, BP. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we're just excited that, you know, we've got a, a week of, of uh, we, we've had a lot of news kind of this week with the, with the Cleveland Browns, particularly with the, uh, I, this idea of the, the Browns um, stadium and what they're exactly going to do with that. The, the reports this week sounded like they're going to be doing sort of a um, rebuild, but how that exactly looks and how it affects what the Browns do over the next couple of, of um, seasons, uh, or not this upcoming season, but in the future here shortly, will that mean that the Browns will be moving out? Um, will they be playing somewhere else? It seems to be there's some speculation there. And I know Steve and both BP, uh, we were talking about it before we came on the air and had some various opinions about that. So let me start with you, Steve. Uh, the news with the Browns this week. What's your take on you know the stadium? Um, they're going to do this rebuild. What 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 are your first thoughts on that? Well, first thoughts are um, if they're going to do this uh, development along the lakeshore and yeah. build this land bridge, that's that's the city's responsibility to build the land bridge, and that'll that'll have to be done first, I would assume. I mean, I've seen renderings on uh, Cleveland.com. Uh-huh. Really nice, nice and wide, green areas. There's <laughs> holes so you look down on it, or maybe there are rabbit holes for Brown's tw- Twitter to go down. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I expect next week we'll have a news conference with the mayor and also the Browns, and they'll, they'll clean up all this... Um, speculation let's just put it put it that way i know yeah. here in nashville the brown the titans are get are going to get a new stadium okay it's got one more vote in the council tuesday and they're they're going to approve it and so they're going to build a new doing, stadium new stadium in the same area as the old stadium just across the parking lot and what they're going to do they're going to stagger the build 
I mean, they could use Vanderbilt Stadium, but Vanderbilt Stadium is currently going under renovations right now. So, uh, but, you know, okay, building usually doesn't, it usually takes about four or five years and, you know. Right. Well, we'll come back to that second part of that question, too, about movement here in just a second. BP, what are your initial thoughts about the Browns in this rebuild and what do you think that's going to look like and what are your first takes? Yeah, I mean, personally, I go to a couple of two or three Browns games a year. I I felt the stadium is completely underused. I, I actually don't think they need to renovate the stadium. It's literally used eight times a year. Yes. And I feel the facility is fine, you know, the way it is. I mean, you know, they improve it every couple of years anyways. So I'm not all that in favor of this, to be honest. Now, yeah. you know, there was talks here locally that, you know, like a lot of people wanted a dome stadium or you know, we, yeah. they wanted the Browns to be kind of like what Indianapolis has, where they have the combine in Indy, and you know, the Indianapolis has hosted a Super Bowl, <laughs> and Indianapolis sure. has hosted like Final Fours for basketball. So I wouldn't be, I would be in favor of something like that, something drastic, <laughs> where it really improves Cleveland as a destination city. Right. But to me, you know, I mean, I mean, whatever the Haslam's are going to do, what they're going to do, but I'm. To be honest with you, I'm not in favor, really, of this re- big-time renovation of Brown Stadium because it's literally used eight, now maybe nine times a year with the new yeah. schedule, with the 17-game schedule. Yeah, good, good. Um, I think, you know, too, like you were saying, the the idea, though, that some people are presenting with this whole dome thing and the Browns being able to, Cleveland being able to use that for a multitude of things from football games, Super Bowls, potentially, college NCAA basketball tournaments. I think that's where some of the speculation is. It'll be interesting to see how we go forward. Now, part of the update are the que- the questions that are arising currently because of the way this latest article or the way it was presented was that with this rebuild, there would be a period of two or three seasons potentially that it would affect the Browns and potentially where they would be playing. Now, they also mentioned that like that Berea where they the Browns have their practice facility would also be getting uh, some upgrading and stuff. Now, Joel, our left guard, um, who's part of our Fanatical Elves network, he talked a little bit about his podcast, What the Elf Was That, earlier in the week. And he had some experience living in Illinois, Chicago, back in the day when the Bears built their new stadium. So it'll be interesting to see, like, he was talking about how it was difficult because it was at the University of Illinois and there was a lot of travel there. So, Steve, let's start with you because you, you talked a little off air a bit about your thought that that that's not going to be the case you want to uh well, I just, elaborate I, I i can't see him going to columbus i just yeah. i can't see it well i'm I mean, here man too, steve i'm here great. i'm right here i know this... you're there but that's too great of a distance to go and they're not going to use smaller facilities yeah because that's money out of the nfl hands and and the nfl don't like to give up any cash let's just face it uh-huh I mean, you know, uh, now I don't live in Cleveland. It's been a while since I've been up there. I know a lot of people would like to have the lakefront look a lot nicer. And if, whether it be a renovation or a new stadium, uh, as long as the lakefront is is improved, then, uh, yeah, I could see where that could help the city Mm -hmm. of Cleveland. Yeah. Now, the, the dome thing, that's... You know the final four and 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 all that 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 helps, yeah. The right. hotels and all that right. stuff, but 
the hotel's corporate headquarters. Are, are they in Cleveland? No. No, I mean, they're, they're in They're in Berea. They're right. sending the money to the corporate headquarters <laughs> of all those hotels. So technically, really, sure, you're going to get a lot more people in the bars, the restaurants. Cleveland's going to have to build a lot more hotels, especially if they're looking for a Super Bowl. They don't have the hotel. Yeah, the rendition right of the... That rendition of the rendition of the, the land bridge, it showed, you know, a few like taller, like I'm assuming hotels right next to the stadium um, as you cross over. They talk about yeah, that I being like that. right over 9th Street. You know, a lot of us are familiar with 3rd Street and 9th Street coming down mm-hmm. those roads. BP, what are your thoughts on this whole move um, and what you think it might look like? I mean, if they do renovate Browns Stadium, if the Browns have to play their game somewhere else for, let's just say, two or three years, similar to what the Bears did, they played in Champaign, Illinois. Yeah. I don't see a problem if they played in Columbus, you know, at, at Ohio State Stadium, Ohio Stadium. I mean, again, yeah. Ohio State plays on Saturdays. The Browns games are on Sundays. I'm sure they could, you know, figure out the schedules where Ohio State would play on, you know, certain weekends and the Browns would play on the other weekends. Yeah. You know, obviously, but we'll see what happens. To me, again, I think it's much ado about nothing. I don't think it's all that necessary, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, you know, the stadium's only been there since 1999. And it, like I said, it barely gets much use as it is. So <laughs> I I think uh, I'm not really in favor of this whole thing. But one thing I did want to mention is that like uh, in, in Indianapolis, they also play the uh, like the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis yeah. you know, for football. And that's a huge thing. And they do that every year. You know, so that's another thing they could do potentially at an indoor Browns stadium. Oh, I like that idea. Sure. Yeah, because, I mean, we're a better town, in my opinion, than Indianapolis. <laughs> with more yeah. hotels, more restaurants, you know. So and a, lot of, a lot of Big Ten now is on the, you know, you got Rutgers is in the Big Ten. Penn State's in the Big Ten. Uh-huh. Now you got like the California teams coming into the Big Ten, UCLA and USC. So the Big Ten championship game is going to be a big, big deal going forward, right you know, down the road. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, well let's let's switch gears here just a, a, a brief moment, and then we're going to go follow our, our script. Um, any other news this week, either from either one of you that you've been? I know Steve, you've been doing your 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 mocks and. Um, whatnot and then bp if there's anything like any players that you're seeing i know there's been a lot of visits from these players and yeah a, couple, a lot of people uh, are, people are analyzing wide right receivers uh-huh. uh the kid from princeton and then grant debose from charlotte and then the uh the new new toy of the draft uh jake witt out of northern michigan Okay. Offensive tackle, six foot seven, three hundred pounds. Oh wow! Dane Bald, uh, uh, draft picks, uh, draft analysts have him going like sixth or seventh. He was in for a visit. Okay, uh, so the kid, big they, guy, they... long arms. You know, you're he's a developmental tackle, but you know, if you're, an offensive you're, tackle. You're... Yeah, northern yeah. northern Michigan, northern Michigan. Jake you know, Witt. Last night, um, our colleague. Rod and his brother um, Jeff, they had their interview on their Browns Blitz podcast. If you haven't listened to that on the Fanatical Elves Network, please listen to that. It's an excellent interview. They had um, uh, Aaron, Eric, um, 
Oh, I should know his name. Anyway, he, he works for CBS sports and with drafts and he's analyzed things and he has a thousand page uh, <laughs> program that he puts out of a thousand players. And it's just very, very intense. But in his conversation with Rod, um, he talked a lot about a lot of these mid range players I guess that would be my other question with you guys. And then Brad, I know you wanted to say something before I, I'll, I'll come back to that question. What did you want to talk about there to BP about uh, this the latest? Well, just since, draft since my background is the Brown stadium, since, since we were talking about yes. stadiums, they just had a report on today on ESPN that the grass stadiums are like a hundred times safer for the players than these artificial turf stadiums. And then, so sure. that was announced on during uh, get up. And on ESPN at around nine or 10 a.m. this morning. And so, okay. you know, a lot of the guys like Stephen A. Smith were saying, you know, you know, the NFL with all their billions of dollars should really, you know, invest, like get rid of all the artificial turf. Like, I'm not, I think Cincinnati yeah. has artificial turf. I think the Steelers have artificial turf. You know, all the indoor stadiums have artificial turf. Like, so, yeah. And I think that's a huge thing. Like, I know the, the Jets and the Giants, their stadium is artificial turf, and that's been proven to be a very dangerous stadium. With a oh, ton yeah. of injuries in that, um, you know, like Metro Metro MetLife Stadium. Yeah. So I did want to mention that since we were talking about stadiums. Oh and yeah. But it is important, and uh, so you know, I just want to know what you guys think of that yeah. with the turf, and also you know, it's an interesting sort of thing. And they all had yeah. a thing on Tua. You know, Tua was a hair away from retiring last season, the quarterback for the Dolphins, and yes. he had two or three concussions during the season. He missed five games out of. 18 games so that's another thing where I, I mean i'm i'm all for the you know the the grass stadiums i you know as a clevelander and watch the browning these games you know people talk about what they like and don't like about being a browns fan but that that grit is you know we play on on real grass or something like it and uh you know we play, yeah. play or green painted dirt. the cold in a cold city in the winter yeah and th- i mean that's the thing i mean i watch i was going back and watching some old tape I know before we came, I actually had some hockey on, but we, we turned the hockey game off. We didn't want you to be distracted if you're watching us on YouTube. So, um, but I was watching earlier than um, there was the old game from E9 when the Browns played the Buffalo Bills in the uh, AFC semifinals or whatever. And the Browns, they beat them. It was a very uh, close game. Actually, I was there at the stadium. I think they went into overtime or the, or it was at the very end of the game. And I think Clay Matthews, linebacker, got it was an interception. a divisional round right and, before the championship game. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that yeah. was the year before Buffalo got really good. And anyhow, they were showing the turf and the grass and there, there was no, I mean, it was just, you know, dirt in that old municipal stadium. And uh, I don't know. What do you think about that, Steve, as far as the stadiums and the, and the grass feel like BP's talking about? Oh, I'm all for grass. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, players, especially on, uh, uh, on 420. Well, I was just, yeah, you beat me to it, man. I was going to, thank you. I was going to say it. <laughs> There's your joke. Uh, oh, yes. We're having a little Josh. fun here on the Fanatical Elves show. Ah, uh, yes. Josh Gordon. <laughs> I remember him well. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, playing on grass, players will, careers would last longer. Um, Less yes, do, especially Josh Gordon playing on grass. Oh yeah. yeah. Let me ask you. Let me um, get back to the the question at hand. What I was leading up to was that when Rod was interviewing the the gentleman from CBS Sports yesterday, and they were talking about the draft and the Browns have 
um, the Browns have eight uh, draft picks coming up. Now, yep. one of his thoughts on CBS Sports Guy, he mentioning that maybe the Browns will be packaging um, their picks. And instead of taking those eight picks, let's say they just, like we talked last week on the show, they just take three guys because they have a pretty solid roster right now. I know we talked about it before and their 50 man three roster do they package these bits or these players and just take three or maybe four what are your thoughts on that uh well steve what about yours we'll go with you first uh well right now their biggest needs are um for players veteran players Mm -hmm. uh defensive end and safety i mean you can't roll out with the safety room right now I mean, you got two good safety, Delphit and um, Thornhill. Yeah. But you're going to put throw a, a rookie or a two or three year player on that third safety? No, thank you. I'd love to see him sign a veteran defensive end. And and the, these veterans, their prices are going to start coming down after the draft. The market right. kind of falters. They can either wait till an injury in training camp, or you know they can take a deal. You know. There are good veterans out there that you could pay. Okay. Uh, three, four million dollars. I mean, the the Browns have what seven point one after they finally announced the Marquise Goodwin contract. Okay. And then they're going to get back nine seven five and one six five after June first for John Johnson uh, and Clowney. Right. And their draft picks are probably only going to take about nine hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So. They've got they they can spend a little money. So I mean, you, and there are good veterans still out there, but you just got to find the guys who are going to be who who would sign to be a backup so, or a rotation. So with that, pass in, rusher. so BP, I mean, with that that idea, like this, I'm yeah, I'm still the the thought that he's going to try and uh, trade away picks to move around a little bit. He doesn't usually trade up. Yeah. Up. Uh, and pick up some extra draft picks for next year and the year uh-huh. after 24 20 he's got they've got seven picks next year already so, yeah yeah so a second okay. and a third i i believe so yeah bp are you they, looking for any trades might, right he might he his yeah. first year he traded for the fullback yeah during draft week so <laughs> well if, if he uh, if he sees somebody that yeah. he wants and there's a deal to be made, then yeah, yeah, I could see him doing it. BP, what do you think? I mean, uh, I definitely think the Browns aren't going to draft eight guys. They certainly don't have room on their roster for eight more players. So hopefully they get rid of some of these six round picks. You know, package them up, and they're just there's no room for eight more players. Yeah. Going back to the free agency, I really like Ronnie Harrison. I think they should try to bring him back. You mentioned that before on another show we had. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, he's a he's like 25 years old. He's 6'3", 210. I mean, he, he's from Alabama. He's a pretty mm-hmm. good player. Yeah. I would try to bring him back. I would take him over a rookie, uh, you know, safety. There is a guy from Alabama, Jordan. We covered him before. Jordan Battle, I believe his name is. Jordan Battle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I like him a lot. If the Browns want to draft him in the third or fourth round, you know, the Browns, we – John and I cover this. The Browns have picks number 74, 98, and 111. So, you know, they mm-hmm. pretty much have three of the top 100 picks because they could always move from 111 up to yeah. 100 or 
So, you know, I still think they're going to get, I'll, I'll take three good players there, you know, and then the rest I could, I really don't care about. I don't care about the fifth round offensive guard or, you know what I mean? They're right. They're, you know, wide receiver back there, maybe a running back in the sixth or seventh round. Well, the funny thing to me is I think I heard yesterday, one of the guys on NFL network was taking, I've seen this a couple times this week. They're giving the Browns a running back at pick 74. And I'm like, Oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, this, what are these guys? What is... are they, I don't know. I don't know why they're coming up with it. I don't well, I, just be honest. Points? Well, to be honest, I, I, you, John and I, we have this. I don't want a running back at all in this draft because they just yeah. drafted Jerome Ford from Cincinnati. They got to see what they have with him. They let Dearness Johnson go. I, I almost would have kept him. He was a pretty, he had 146 yards against the Broncos. Yeah. A year ago. He, couple, yep. The kid's pretty good. He was making like a million dollars a year, like which is really nothing for a you know pro athlete. Right. You know, well, so my opinion is, you know, I think they should see what they have with this Jerome Ford. And I mean, I hate to say it, but Kareem Hunt's still out there too. I, I would like to see him bring no, him that, back. Maybe that, they don't that, that, that him, bridge but, is burned. <laughs> we'll see, because nobody's uh, nobody's getting these these guys are still, you know, sitting out there. Jerome, you know, Jerome, uh, Ronnie Harrison and uh Kareem Hunt. Nobody's claimed them. Let me move on to, and we're going to do our little trivia uh, question here. This is our Browns, well, we're going to call it the Dog Pound Trivia segment now. So this is our Dog Pound segment. And the question actually was uh, from our colleague, Elliot, who um, posed this question. He said, who did Art Modell trade away that were future all pros? There were three oh, that, that um, <laughs> Elliot brought up. So we'll bring that up here and momentarily. I want you to think on that. We'll come back to it. And so we'll run into our next segment, our cardiac history segment. And uh, basically I had one of the guys that I've always liked a lot. And if you go back to the original days when the Browns had uh, their draft back in 99 and such, Day, uh, Dayton, um, not Dayton, I, I hate, right? <laughs> not Dayton, Ohio. It's Dalen, Dalen McCutcheon. Um, he was drafted in the 99 draft he, in the third round. Yeah. He was picked number 62. He played for seven years just with the Browns. He was uh, very consistent, had 12 interceptions, 53 pass deflections, seven fumbles, 431 tackles. 15 for losses and seven sacks. He was always, you know, when I go back and I look at, you know, those players and what they did, I mean, he was really a very good, talented uh, D back for the Browns back then. So I, my question to you guys was, you know, was there a player that you've always kind of thought was one of the, your favorites? I know we talked about quarterbacks a couple shows ago. So who would be a favorite of yours? Let's start with you, BP. Well, who's one of your favorite um, players in the last, you know, since they've, come back to town in 99. I'll give you a couple if okay. I may. But yep. the first one is I always liked this Travis Benjamin. Do you remember he was mm. a very thin wide receiver? Yes. And a kick returner, but this guy was electric. When he got the ball, I mean, he was on a punt return or you know, a kickoff. And uh, you know, he was exciting to watch. He was really thin and quick. Yeah. Like, and so now he was injured a lot cuz he was so thin and light, but he was exciting to watch. I always thought you know, he should have had a better career. After he left the Browns, he went over to the L.A. Chargers. Okay. So that's kind of – and I he's still sort of dangling around in the NFL. But, you know, he was a fun player to watch. Just, you know, sort of a you know, under-the-radar type of guy, Travis Benjamin. Okay. And, um, you know, he was also similar to Dennis Northcutt, was also a similar type of player, a wide receiver, very thin, 
he was again he also underachieved but he was fun to watch if only he didn't drop that third down pass against the squealers you yeah. had to bring that up didn't you i'm sorry it's like my what i remember about that moment was that um you know i had friends and family watching that game and they were they weren't avid browns fans and they're like oh the browns are gonna win and i was like don't say that because we know <laughs> we're browns fans so i'm sorry vp back back to your um so right. and i do Dennis want to give you one that? one one last guy now my son and i work out here at the local lifetime fitness gym and uh we when my son was little around 13 years old we met joe hayden at oh, the yeah. gym and he was joe hayden loves basketball and he was playing basketball with us full court you know five on five then my right. son we took pictures with joe hayden he was one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet so right. i've always rooted for joe hayden because he's a super nice guy i thought the browns right. did him wrong when they sort of cut him when the brown right. when you know when they were in like in tank mode right and the steelers of course swooped him up very quickly yes but they did very i've good. always I actually thought the Browns could have even brought Joe Hayden back last season. You know, they, I would thought they were flirting with the idea, but they didn't, but you know, I thought he could have, you know, probably helped out right the last couple of years here at cornerback. Steve, who do you got? Well, if you're going to talk since 99, you got to talk about the hammer. Ah, Phil Dawson. There you go. Scored their first rushing touchdown on a fake field goal. So, and then the first touchdown reception, which happened here in Nashville, it was game two. Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Wide receiver. Yeah. Timmy Couch's favorite target. Yes. Ah. Uh, Number 85. Yeah. I remember uh, the game buff. Everybody remembers the 2002 game where they came back, speaking of Dennis Northcutt, mm -hmm. getting a great onside kick from uh, Phil Dawson. Caught oh. it as he was going out of bounds, which led them to tie it. And then they went down and scored a field goal and beat the Titans. But the year before, the game after Bottlegate, yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. Johnson caught the winning touchdown. They were down like 13 points with like eight minutes left in the game. And they came roaring back. And Who did Timmy, they play uh, in that one? Titans again. Oh, that was yeah. in 2001? Yeah, I got to see I got to see three of the best comebacks three, here yeah. locally. Of course, oh, the historic cool. one back in 2014, where they, you know, were trailing uh, 28 to 10 at halftime and came back and won. Speaking of Travis Benjamin, who caught the winning touchdown, ah, caught two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter and the winning late in the game. Why is it that some of these players like Travis Benjamin, and then we talk about somebody like Josh Cribbs, you know, they're they're sometimes they're like special teamers. They're like that mixed bag. We really like that kind of player here in Cleveland. Well, it goes back to, uh, you know, back to the cardiac kids. You had Dino Hall and Mike mm. Wright. And then yep. you got yes. the Cube. And then <laughs> yes. you got Eric Medcalf. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me let me so come back to the point. That's a great. Yeah. If I may. That's a great point. Yeah, VP. Even going, yeah. Going back to like 1993, I, I remember Medcalf had about two touchdown returns against the Steelers. Oh yeah, and you know oh, yeah. it was it was a snowy day. It was a you guys it was remember October, that? that's but, right. But it was like weird snowy day in October around out, and then and, and the point is, you know, in this element, in the elements here, you need some great kick returners, punt returners, and the Browns haven't had that recently. You know, we we're missing that no. element with the punt return. A really good point. 
And, you know, I've said for years, they don't have an electric punt returner, but they should, because that's that's a game changer. You know, I'm sure the Ravens have one and the Steelers have one. You know, the good teams have them. We, that's something well, we've lacked for years is a, you now Josh Cribbs was the ultimate, I mean, he was the best player on the team for about five years, <laughs> you know, he really, which is pretty sad. That's how bad we were. That when is you, pretty sad. No, well, it was, <laughs> I remember going to a game where he was like, he was like opening day. He was, everybody was saying, I hope Cribbs returns a touchdown or, you know, like that was our best hope. Like this is around 2015 or so, 2014, 2012. Yes. It's pretty sad though, but I think the Browns are missing that element. You know, maybe that's the kind of guy, like, well, you know, maybe that's the kind of guy they try to draft as, a, as an electric punt returner. You know, that well, would who be. Who do they have they, now uh, though? Who's the kid Hakeem now? Hakeem Grant. Yeah. Hakeem Grant. Yep. He's already got six returns for touchdowns with well, other of course, teams. He tore his. He tore. I think he tore his Achilles or his ACL last year. Yeah. So. You don't yeah, know how but he's, he's healthy now back. and uh, redid his contract. He's got some guarantees. So he's pretty much going to make the roster. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so let me let me let's return to our trivia question because I know I think you probably have some answers to this. The question was, oh, I know did, one right off the bat. Who did Art Modell trade away back in the day that were became future All Pros? There, particularly, there were three names that our uh, Village Elliot uh, had had given us on the trivia. He's not hasn't been able to join <laughs> us tonight, but. Who are those three all pros? Steve, you want to give us one? Paul Warfield. Mm-hmm. That's one. I mean, come on. I'm really all it's, pro. He's a pro. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, it's that definitely. You say, um, when you say Modell, what what era are you talking about? Like from what year? The early. Year, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, the early days. So like um, that period that uh, that Paul Warfield played for the Browns. I'm trying to go back and uh, well. It's a- 60s the 60s it was the late was it the late 60s yeah because warfield was on the miami dolphins 1972 uh super bowl team you know i think that's the era that elliot was talking about because he was discussing behind the scenes about how you know art model why a lot of fans especially us elder uh, older browns fans object so much not you know for a variety of reasons for with with model and you know how everything went down with him and Paul Brown, you know, originally. So, any guesses on the on the other two that uh, Elliot was uh, uh, suggesting for all pros that came out? Anyth- anybody? I, really, I have no idea. I know that basically Jim Brown, you know, the greatest running back of all yes. time, you know, left the Browns because of. I so think I he had a Clinton Clinton McNeil. A Clinton McNeil. Anybody know him? No. Any okay? Okay, I'm gonna do my research for this week, and I'll, I'll have more info on our next fanatical elf show. And the other player was Ron Johnson. Anybody heard? No. No. I do remember Bueller. Ron Johnson. I just. I will do some more research in that. I didn't know he it. was uh, all pro. See, this is where yeah. <laughs> there was like eight teams back then, so anybody right. you could have been all pro. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some research <laughs> this week, and we're we're gonna discuss this with Elliot next week. Obviously, Elliot might be back on our show next week, so we'll, we'll we can uh, ask him then. So the next uh, we'll run into the next question here about did you know of, of something that we haven't we don't know about the Browns? We started this last week. 
Um, we were talking about different things about the Browns and Browns history. So did you know what's something that did that we do not know about the Browns? Steve, you want to go or Brad or BP, you want to go? Who wants I mean, to go I first? Can give you, I can give you guys a quick trivia question if you want. Just sure. Quick. Okay. Sure. Name, name a current Browns defensive starter that, you know, highly touted player that has zero career interceptions. Uh, Greg Newsom. That's correct. Ah. So, now, yeah, I mean, here's a guy. He, now, he's only played two years, two okay. seasons, but he was a first-round so, pick. You would think B- he'd have one interception by now. After, But he didn't. And, BP, let me ask you this, since we're talking about Greg Newsom, because the, yeah. and, um, he doesn't, and he didn't really have a lot when he was at North, Northwestern. But this news came out this week, and that he tried to downplay, I think, when he came to the media day, about him wanting a trade. And he changed agents and he's trying to say he didn't want a trade, but there's some insiders that follow the Browns too, social media outlets and whatnot, who are saying that he indeed did want to be traded and that they're, they're kind of trying to spin it. So (laughs) where do you, I mean, he's a young kid. He's coming out of, you know, school. Uh, He hasn't been here that long, but I find it an interesting story that you've got two two different stories going on right now. I could probably answer that for you. Contract. Um, I have a feeling the former agent didn't like to be fired. So okay. he's going to stir the pot a little bit by talking to Mike Florio. Cause okay. Mike Florio has, that's where he gets all his information from agents. Yes. Uh, and he told Mike Florio, well, you know, I tried to get him traded and I couldn't. So he fired me. So, uh-huh. you know, cause these guys, you can look up and see who his former agent was. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to lose their 3-4%. So if if other players say, well, wow, man, that guy that Greg Newsom had, and he went over to Drew Rosenhaus, but the other That's guy he went over to, yeah. wouldn't do what he told him, so I'm not going to let him represent me. So it's, it's saving face while also putting – I guarantee you that's what happened. It's going to be a little it's, bit of a – It's interesting there. to me, though, that – he would request the trade. I mean, he's a young player. He's only been with the team, what, two years, BP? Yeah. Right? I mean, it it is, I mean, you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. There's always if, something going if, on behind. If you look at the statement, he didn't say he asked for a trade. He's The statement was he would like to be traded. Okay. Well, I okay. also well, have I would. I would like to be a millionaire, but <laughs> that ain't happening anytime soon. <laughs> To be honest, I think he doesn't remember Martin MJ Emerson was, was a, I thought it was a hell of a rookie this past season. Oh, really was. And yeah, cornerback and he was a third round pick. I think he was, if you look at the snaps and the, I think he was playing more than Greg Newsom and he was getting, I think more accolades from, you know, you know, during the game, I think he was better better player. He's had some issues, you know, um, with concussions and great. Yeah. No, 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 Newsom. No, Newsom. No, I mean, I think Martin Emerson so far is a, is a better player than Greg Newsom. I think we probably could agree on that. And I think the Browns want to put Newsom in the slot, like as a, you know, almost like a slot cornerback. Yep. And so I don't think he likes that role that, you know, he, I've seen Greg yeah, Newsom. Make less Cavs, I've seen him, you know, up close and personal. He's a pretty slight guy. Yeah. And, you know, he, I, he likes going to the Cleveland Cavs game. So, and he yeah. sees these guys making huge money, like Darius Garland, like 35 million a year. Yeah, and he's probably seeing the writing on the wall. Where like, if he if he's like a you know third you know the third cornerback, 
he's not with no interceptions. He's not going to be making much money down the road. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think he doesn't love his role here with Cleveland. And, um, you know, well, we yeah, don't, Steve. we don't know what his role is going to be because we have a new defensive coordinator. True. Be, uh, Steve, so. what's your, um, what's your, did you, did you have a, did you know? Sure. Okay. You know, everybody, you know, everybody wonders about the elf since this is the fanatical elf elves network. Yeah. Uh, 1929, the Atlas Brewing Company in Detroit came out with a product called the Brownie Cream Root Beer. Ah. Now to advertise this in, in markets other than Detroit, they put a big sign on a building in Massillon, Ohio. Massillon. Yep. Thus with a brownie on it. Thus, the brownie. That, that's how. Okay, that's how it I came find to it be. so contrary because we've talked about this in other shows. And if you do your research, you probably if you go back and look at the history, like the brownie, the actual brownie, and what an elf is are actually like opposites in like folklore. Yes, and so yeah, they it's are. and so when they the Browns took the elf logo when in the forties actually, and they actually created it there was conversation and stories in the paper back then about this same topic that a brownie and an elf are, are like not the same. Um, but we've kind of warped into this sort of elf and brownie the elf. And, so it's a play and, on words. Um, That's interesting. And, That's cool. Uh, 1929. Back, uh, back when the team came back um, and a lot of Browns backers clubs, because I know this, I was president of the middle Tennessee Browns backers. Yeah. A lot of color, uh, clubs put the brownie somewhere on their T-shirt, and the reason they did it because Art Modell hated the brownie. Uh, yes, and it was their way of saying, "Hey, Art, we love the brownie," because he hated it. He wanted to get rid of it. He tried oh, he did. his best to get rid of it. Yeah. BP, did, what did you want to? Did you have something to share? I saw you. Yep. Oh, did you have something oh. to say, BP? I, I thought we cut you off. No, no, you didn't. Okay. Let's go to our, um, I want to do our giveaway. Um, you know, we've been really thankful to all the, the fans and the people that have been supporting our, our new network here, the Fanatical Elves Network. So thank you. And we've been growing our product and we're on all the platforms from Apple to Spotify to iTunes or TuneIn. And so thank you for following us on, on, on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, the Fanatical Elves. We've got an Instagram page now uh, at the elves network we've got a youtube channel the elves network so please try to find us and type in elves network and we're going to be there and and uh so we're excited about that but every week we've been giving away gifts and so this week we've got our elf um decal i don't know steve do you have one there there you go and uh, we'll be mailing this if you're watching this on youtube to the lucky winner this week we've given away a pullover we've given away um a t-shirt we've given away a ball cap i think we're, and we've got several more things coming up so please continue to follow retweet our tweets follow our podcast so we have our winner this week and our winner is little bit of ohio oh nice. they follow that's their that's their um tagline little bit of ohio just a like little that. bit about this. The, he is, um, they live in Texas. Oh, a little cool. bit Ohio does. And he, but he's a diehard Cleveland Browns fan for life and um, only positive thoughts. So thank you, a little bit of Ohio, for following us and for retweeting our, 
our tweets and we will be getting that fanatical elf uh, out to you through the mail and i'll be contacting Not this you. one this one not mine that one a little bit this one's mine <laughs> It's going on um, my car right before the season starts. Right. And I think, by the way, and I know, Steve, I didn't mention this to you, but I know BP brought up a good um, thing to do as far as, uh, you know, we're going to be coming up with the draft coming very soon. It's a week from tonight. And so in addition to the shows that we've been providing you, some of us will be coming on and giving us giving people some insight on, on what's been rolling out. Now, the Browns don't have a pick until day uh, two, right? That pick 74. Yep. So we'll be, we'll be analyzing that, but I think BPU came up with a great idea too, about maybe having some of the, the fans, you know, guess who do the Browns are going to get it at picks, what they're going to do at pick 74. And then we'll put mm-hmm. all those, um, those contestants. If we'll put that out on our, our websites and our Twitter pages. So make sure that you um, follow along on that. Okay. So um, final thoughts. Oh my gosh. We have, uh, we have in the backstage here, I'm, um, it looks like Elliot is joining us, but I think we're, we're wrapping things up. So, um, <laughs> final, uh, final thoughts, uh, before we, uh, get, get going out of here of, of our first, of our show tonight. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'm looking forward to the draft next week. Uh, it's unfortunate we don't have a, you know, first round pick, but I'll, I'll still take my chances with Deshaun Watson. Hopefully. Yeah. He performs yeah. better this year and, you know, gets us to the playoffs. That's yes. kind of why we brought him here and gave him a, a, a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Take Again, like I said, if Stephanie Brown should take an edge rush, it's the most, okay. you know, part of the team. They have one edge rusher, a guy from Texas. I can't pronounce his name. The Houston Texans. Right. <laughs> o- Okonwu. Yeah, the I mean, double O. Okonwu. Yeah. Okonwu. Exactly. Maybe the Browns can move up from pick 74 and get one of these. When we've talked about these in previous shows, one of these high, you know, 50 Uh-oh. in the draft type of edge rusher from either yes. Auburn or Notre Dame or, you know. Right. And uh, see how it goes for the Browns. Yes. Thanks, BP. Steve, final thoughts? Um, uh, the, I'll be uh, writing, putting together my uh, draft mockery 3.0 uh, yes. tomorrow. Uh, I've oh, got good. the players. Uh, I, I don't do trades, and I'm going to do a trade, my last one, my the one before the draft starts. I kind of paid attention to the guardrails this time. Okay. Um, six of the eight. Follow both the age guardrail and uh, the relative athletic score, which teams use RAS. Okay. Yeah, and the other two follow the age guard line. So I'm sticking okay. to the guard the guardrails that Andrew Barry and the Browns use. So this this will be interesting. I also, I'm what I'm really really interested in seeing is what they do with pick 140 and 142 that close together. Uh, I might do right. a blog about that. Uh, oh, that'd next be good. week prior to the draft. Well, on guys, dogpoundsouth.net. Dogpoundsouth.net. And BP's also, um, he's on the, uh, the the Cavs affiliate too. So watch him for that. Oh. I know that we're in the heart of of the playoffs for the for the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Yeah, if I may, the name of yes. that's also part of the Fan First Sports Network, and it's called the name of that Twitter site is That's Rather Cavalier. So <laughs> I like that. That's Rather Cavalier. <laughs> we've got you know we got over twenty five hundred views for the last couple of shows we've done. Sure. Of course, it's helped nice. that you know, Cleveland Cleveland Sports Talk is retweeting our you know shows on YouTube. That's so right. They, they've got a ninety two thousand yeah. followers, so you know they're that's helping. They're helping push us through the system, so to speak. But well, that's, that's where you're going to. I like to thank Zach Chevron for his help because he's been very helpful to all of us with, from yes. Cleveland Sports Talk. So if he's made it through this 45-minute show, thank you, Zach. <laughs> thank you. That's where you'll find my draft. My next mock draft is ClevelandSportsTalk.com. Hopefully, Excellent. it'll be the like Saturday. Guys, thank you for being part of this uh, fanatical elves show, episode three. It sure was a lot of fun. Thank you for your expertise. And again, we are the Fanatical Elves Network. Thanks for following us on Fans First Sports Network. Uh, watch for the next giveaways. We've got the draft just a week away. So come on back and stay stay tuned to us. And we'll be sending that little elf out to a little bit of Ohio. Everybody take care. Thank you for being part of the Fanatical Elves show tonight. Bye. Bro.